0: than I am. No? Yeah? Josh was sweating. I saw it. All right, so step by step. We've been in this series for a couple weeks. We've we've stepped up, we've stepped in, and tonight we're going to step out, and I hope that you're ready. I hope that you're super ready. I know that I am. The theme scripture that we've used, we'll go ahead and jump into that. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps step out and i'm jumping in i'm ready for this message i hope that you are too so tonight we need to step out eric talked last week about stepping in and stepping up to the plate men uh, father's day we had a great message talking about men making sure their families get to heaven making sure that above all else that that's what our goals are and it was for everyone it wasn't just for the men and he told us to step up and step in to do that. And he used the illustration of baseball and how there's a home plate here. You got to step into the into the into the zone to hit the ball to be in the game, really, truly. And so he encouraged us to do that. But the truth is, you know, in order to make that happen, in order to be that player in the game to get our families to heaven, it begins with us. It begins with us. The relationship that we have with the Lord. Before we can lead them that direction And so tonight Maybe this message is for that And maybe this is It begins with us being willing to Have the conversations Like we talked about Have like Daniel showed This different steps And he shared The different steps How maybe the first conversations With your kids in the car how did your day go And then they share something That wasn't so great and Can we pray about that And then maybe The next step is Not just your family But your coworkers. Or your immediate family members and then on and so forth and he talks about the different steps of of evangelism really and how the lord wants to use us not just in our immediate families but with those around us and so maybe tonight as i talk about the stepping out maybe it's not so much about stepping out and choosing christ as your personal lord and savior because you've already done that maybe it's stepping out and having the tough conversations that you need to have with those around you or maybe you sense and feel that the lord is calling you to more, to something else to go deeper with him and trusting him in a level of leadership You, since there's a call on your life for something specific or maybe he's calling you a certain direction and so as we talk about stepping out that would refer to you but you know where you are tonight and you know what you need and here's what's cool God does too and he gave this message And so he knows what you need, and he's speaking to your heart tonight, in your situation, what I love, from this side of the room, all the way to this side of the room, it's for all of us. He's calling all of us. There are certain things in my life that he's calling me to step out of, and to step into, and so I know this is for me too. So we're going to step out together, and the first thing we're going to step out of is our comfort zone. Don't leave. Don't walk out. (laughs) Our comfort zones. Oh, man. Did you know that comfort can be an idol? It's not always. It's not always. My very comfortable fleece is not an idol, okay? But I do love it. We're not talking about comfy clothes, are we? Our comfort zones, the places that we live in, the mindset that we live with, the things that we surround ourselves with to keep us safe. Stepping out of our comfort zone is really a unique conversation because each one of us, it looks different. A comfort zone for one is not a comfort zone for another. So there's not some perfect copycat way to do that, or what it looks like. Except you just have to take the first step out of your comfort zone. And like I said, from this side of the room to that, you know what I'm speaking to right now. And so God put on my heart to talk about comfort zones. What's interesting is when it's time to step out of a comfort zone, many times it's like my life is so good, everything is so great, and now you're asking me to expand that what does that look like is my life not be so good and not be so great we have this great system everything's in place finally and now you want me to step out of that sometimes when he's asking us to step out of our joyful beautiful wonderful comfort zones it's not to wreck them it's to invite other people into that joy have you ever thought of that When he's calling you out of your comfort zone, he's not trying to wreck your joy. He's trying to have you invite others into it. Sometimes we can get so attached to our world and it brings so much joy that the others out there don't even get to know that there's a life of joy, possible, joy in the Lord. And sometimes we think that if we're experiencing a lot of joy in our lives, that God just wants to wreck that. No, he wants to expand it. He wants to invite others in. To know that joy, to know that peace, to know that type of calm, to know that type of goodness. Not everyone around you is living with immense joy. And so if you are, do not hear me asking you to give up your immense joy, asking me to hear, hear me tonight asking you to invite others in. That's huge. God made that very clear to me this week. That this isn't me wanting to wreck people's joy or good life or goodness. It's me wanting them to show others that this is possible. Isn't that good news? How many comfort zone conversations have you heard like that? This is a good, good father. And he wants people to know. He wants people to know that immense joy is possible. It's not fake. There's a world out there that believes that if you have joy then you're faking it. But some of you know that your life is really, really, really joyful. It's filled with joy. It took a lot of work to get there, didn't it? Who better to walk alongside another young family or another middle-aged family or another person in your circle than you to help them get through those hard days, to get to immense joy when he's calling you out of your comfort zone don't think he's trying to bring a wrecking ball into your joy he might be trying to expand it I hope that's good news for you tonight but also sometimes our comfort zones believe it or not are really toxic cycles that are destroying us and he wants to bring a wrecking ball smack dab in the center of that Sometimes our comfort zone, believe it or not, is toxic cycles. We can actually find comfort in them because at least we know what it looks like, what it feels like, what the outcomes are going to be. And we find comfort in knowing. And when God is calling us to give up these cycles that we live in, it feels really scary because I don't know what it's like to live without that. But he wants you to step out of your comfort zone and trust him. Remember, we can make our plans, but he determines our steps. And I want to say, he places the very carpet square to step on. He places the very paper to give us a firm footing. You don't have to know what it's going to be like outside of your comfort zone. You just have to know that he knows that he's placing the papers. And so whether your comfort zone is a immense joy that he's asking you to expand or your comfort zone is something really toxic that is destroying you and you don't know what it's like outside of that, can you trust him for the next step and step out of your comfort zone? We're going to dive into a story from the word that you probably have heard many times if you've grown up in the church, but we're going to go there tonight and it's about Peter who stepped out of the boat. Just before this, in Matthew 14, you'll see that Jesus had just heard about John the Baptist being beheaded. Terrible story. And it wrecked Jesus' heart. And he was trying to get off into solitude and process this. And as he was going off into solitude, there was a crowd of people coming after him anyway. They were hungry. They had heard about the miracles that he did. And they were pressing in on him. And the word God says... He had compassion on them. And before I jump into the scripture, listen. As you are stepping out of your comfort zone, inviting others into your immense joy, or you are stepping out of your comfort zone, leaving toxic cycles behind, you will not always know how it's going to go. And you are going to get exhausted. And it's going to be confusing. But I want you to hear. Jesus will have compassion on you. And what he did is he showed up to the crowd. Jesus was spiritually, emotionally, and physically exhausted, but he was not depleted enough to help God's people. That's important, don't miss it. When you are stepping out of your comfort zone, you matter. And even if he just helped your friend through cancer, your stepping out of comfort zone matters to him. Don't think that it's because it's not a big thing that you don't matter, he has compassion on us. And so the word of God says Jesus had compassion on the crowd and so he shows up to them and that's where he performed the miracle where it talks about feeding the 5,000. We happen to know that it was many more than 5,000 which is 5,000 men recorded. Maybe in the upwards of 12,000 and he did this with some loaves of bread and some fish. Not only did Jesus have compassion to make himself available to the crowd, he fed all of them. In your journey out of your comfort zone. He's going to have compassion for you no matter what else is going around you. And you see him helping those people. And you see Jesus helping those people. And you see how he's bringing them up and healing them. You matter too. You matter too. And so in this passage, you see where Jesus goes from finding out that John the Baptist was beheaded to doing a miracle to feed the 5,000. And once again, it comes to verse 22 and it says... Walking on the lake. We have a walk on water, Jesus. He can help you through your comfort zones. He will meet you wherever you are. No matter what that toxic cycle that you're in, He will meet you there and place the paper all the way out. They were in the middle of the lake until so He walked on it. Water. Later that night, he—oh, sorry—walked on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, as would I. Right? We would all be like, "What was that? It's a ghost." They said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, "Take courage! It is I. Don't be afraid." Peter, Lord, if it's you, how do you know? A second ago, they said they didn't recognize him. How do they know? His voice. They knew his voice. If you will commit your ways to the Lord and stay in step with him, you will learn his voice. It gets really confusing stepping out of comfort zones, it gets really confusing changing your ways from something you've always known. But if you commit your ways to the Lord and let him determine your steps, you will come to know his voice. And when you get to a situation, you're going to wonder is this him? Listen, is it his voice? Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why would you doubt? That's so important. He didn't condemn Peter. He saved Peter. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You see, he first saved Peter before they had a little talk. Do you see that? That's an important that's an important way to see that. He first saves Peter. And he's like, now, why did you doubt? He was not looking down at Peter, going, Well, look what happened to you doubt. Look what happened to me, don't listen. Look what happened to me, don't keep your eyes on me, Peter. How's that feel? No. Oh, he pulls them out and then they have a little talk. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Do you see what happened? Peter's walk of faith wasn't just for Peter. And Jesus pulling Peter out of the water wasn't just for Peter, the entire boat saw it. Sometimes when we're stepping out of our comfort zone and we're stepping towards Jesus, it's not just our journey. Others are watching, others are near too in the midst of your battle looking up to a faithful God who has compassion that doesn't condemn has saves you first and then has a little talk with you they all see it and they all believe you were a conduit for others to believe in him as you step out of your comfort zone let me tell you what that boat would have been a comfort zone for me and not only would that boat be a comfort zone I would have been I'll, I'll be downstairs by the way in that store I, I, this is not in my notes I was uh, water skiing one time in high school with some friends out in the middle of the bay, and it was a terrible storm somewhere, and we were this way all day. And one of the boat motors stopped working. And so we had to be towed by the other boat. And we were this for three hours, and it was not fun. What came out of us was not pretty, okay? So when I tell you that I would be in the bottom of the boat, claiming for dear life, I'm not kidding you because I've had experiences on boats that are not fun in the midst of waves. If you have to, you understand. Peter, in the midst of this wave, they're all terrified. But let me tell you something. I'd much more be in the boat than in the water. And so the boat was his comfort zone. No matter how bad that storm was, his boat was his comfort zone. Whether he had joy, Or some toxic cycle in his head going? I don't know. But the minute that he knew that Jesus was on the sea, he no longer wanted to be in the boat. The minute he knew that Jesus was on the sea, he no longer wanted to be in the boat. When you have an encounter with Jesus and he is getting your attention, I promise you, your comfort zone will no longer be so enticing. And if you have been nudged towards something lately, And out of something lately. I want you to allow Jesus to come to you. And I want you to move towards him. That comfort zone will no longer serve you. What happened between the boat and Jesus? Peter walked on water. Not because Peter can. But because Jesus can. And Jesus said so. And some of you in here tonight are in such tight cycles that you think, I can't. I can't step out of it. I can't step away from it. He saw what he was doing and he got scared. Yes, after you take those first steps out of your comfort zone. Yes, after you get the thrill of moving towards Jesus out, doubt, fear, reality sets in and we get our eyes off of him and on our situation and we begin to sink. Listen, if you're gonna step out of your comfort zone, with Jesus ahead of you, I want you to stick with it, no matter what. Step by step, Him laying the papers before you, taking each step of Him ahead of you, and keeping your eyes on Him, and stick with it. You are worth the journey. You are worth the end game. You are worth it. And if you seem to see your circumstances and begin to fall. Be a Peter and cry out to the Lord. Be a Peter and cry out to the Lord. Lord, save me. Don't let your pride come in and say, well, I know it won't work. I know it not stick with it. Don't let enemy and voices and like the accusers like we talked about weeks ago. I know you wouldn't stick with it. Don't affirm those voices. Stick with it. And even when you begin to sink, and even when you begin to fall, look back to the Lord and say, Lord, save me. And he will. He might need to have a little talk and say, why did you doubt? Why did you get your eyes on your circumstances? Why did you get your eyes on the things around you, the voices around you? Why don't you keep your eyes on me? know that jesus is calling you because he has a purpose for you peter goes on to be one of the most powerful evangelists ever in the movement that we call christianity from that point on it didn't happen he had a few more moments of having to relearn how to trust in the lord some major ones at that because you would think after that that he'd be like i'm in forever No, Peter had many moments where he had to relearn trusting in the Lord and having faith in God through Jesus Christ. But you know what? After all those relearnings, after all the grace and compassion that Jesus had for him, at the end of the day, when Jesus is ascending into heaven and Peter steps out to be that apostle, that spokesman for the it says that he was the spokesperson for the apostles. Peter stood up. He rose up in his faith. He leveled up, if you will. He stepped up and he stepped in. And he performed one of the first miracles that the apostles ever performed. You'll see in Acts 9 that it talks about even a resurrection. He had 30 years of successful ministry and led the charge to Christianity. Listen to me. You're not alone in your pursuit of figuring it out and messing up. You stand in line with Peter, do you hear me? Don't think that there's something wrong with you when you get your eyes off of God and begin to sink. So did Peter, stick with it, stick with it. Step out in faith. Somebody in here tonight, I believe, is being called to do something, or to have a conversation, or to take a step towards something, and you are afraid to do that. But I'm asking you and calling you, that God is calling you to step out in faith that he's got you. Let's go back to verses 29 and 30, if you will. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. I'm going to tell you the most difficult thing is to step out of the boat, it seems, right? No, Peter had no problem doing that. The most difficult thing is sticking with it. Right now, there's a call in someone's life to step out in faith towards something. I don't know what it is. And I promise you, you're excited about it. And I want to encourage you to go for it. But when it gets really hard, and it gets really dark, and it gets really scary, don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. If he's the author of it, he will save you, yes, if you if you fall back, if you fall in, if you begin to sink. But listen to me, in faith, that you will step towards what he's calling you to do, when you arrive at the place that he is calling you, it will have been worth it. When we moved here in 2018, I'm going to get really vulnerable. When we moved here in 2018, we had left a life that we had known for nine years. A life with our children, a life with our friends, a life with with everything at Moxby going really well, a very large church doing really well, everything was great. We weren't being kicked out, we weren't being shoved out, there was no reason for us to leave except the fact that God was calling us here. And so we came. And it's honestly a joy of our life besides our own family. I mean truly, being here is, is amazing. And so it's not the church that I want to talk about, I actually want to talk about the family situation. When we moved here, a lot of what I knew for so long changed. I was a mom 10,000. I was all up in their business, okay? Their games, their practices, their choir concerts. Their, I mean, I was there. I didn't miss it, and I didn't want to miss it. I was all up in their life. And Dana was already in college, and then Dallas was going to college, and I was also doing ministry at Rock and we just had a very, very, very busy full life when we moved here, Dallas went to college and Dayton went back to Oklahoma and a lot changed in the dynamics of our family and I've never even talked about this my children don't even know this and there were times in this walk of faith that we in with this church that it wasn't the church that the enemy would use to get me to throw in the towel, it wasn't you guys it was this hardly want to be home, their friends aren't here everything's different I ruined our family documents. we were such a close family we, ba- we barely get to be together anymore look at you, being a pastor not being at home. and it got really dark and it got really hard sometimes and when we didn't see eye to eye, it just affirmed that I messed it all up I would stick back in with God and I would say you called us here this was you I need you to show me the next paper because the enemy is showing me a lot of way out to save my family dynamics make sure your family dynamics are not an idol and I need you to show me the next paper I will keep my eyes on you but you've got to show me the next paper In this ministry, in this family, in this life that you have us in, in this life that you have us on. Because this is hurting. And we would take the next step, and we would take the next step, and we would take the next step. And if you would have told me three years ago that they're all going to move here because they want to. this. If you told me six months ago it was going to be like this, I wouldn't have believed it. But we were sitting in Qdoba in March with Daniel and Dallas when Daniel said, we knew that they were going to get engaged that that night, Daniel and Lex, and we were there for that and for a meeting that I was having. But we didn't know anything else. And we were sitting at Qdoba, which is like a Chipotle. We have Chipotle here, not Qdoba, I get it. We like Qdoba. But we were sitting at Qdoba, and Daniel says to us, so Lex and I have decided that it, we think it's time to move to Sarasota. And I jumped out of my seat, and I screamed with both hands in the air. I know somebody in our restaurant thought we were having a baby. I know it. <laughs> they thought they were a little old, but okay. I'd have run around that restaurant if I could have because you see, in in December of 2018, I wasn't sure what his plan was. In February of 2019, I was like, are you serious? Is this what you did to our family? You brought us here and now this? In, in June, in October, in 2020, we won't even talk about 2020, folks, okay? Because we all went, you know, there. But here's the deal, all through 2018, 2020, the church is growing. The church is coming alive. What's happening to my family? dynamics? I didn't know what was going to happen. But when Daniel says, we think it's time to move to Sarasota, it's like, he did it. where he intends for you to be, whatever it is, out of your comfort zone, expanding your joy, getting out of your toxic cycles, and faith because he's calling you to something, I don't know. But when you get there, you will remember the journey that you just had the next time he calls you to something else. And if you can't remember, then hear my story. And know the same God that did this for us wants to do this for you. Let me share my faith with you. Let me share my experiences of a holy God, a faithful God, who shows up in our dark places and shows us the next step, just enough for the next step. But stay on, Marcia. I got this. I got you guys. He couldn't continue the family dynamics we had back then because he was doing something new now. Isn't he a good father? He knows better than I. He knows better than all of us. Stick with it, church. Step out in faith. And stick with it. It's not easy. It won't always go the way you think it will. There's going to be some really ugly lies that seem really real. And the enemy will use the truth to get you off course. But stick with it. Stick with it. And I'm talking about somebody feeling a sense or a call. something and I don't know what it is but I want to address you that are insecure or feel like you don't deserve it and then I just want to say yes even you yes he wants to use you yes he has something for you yes you the minute he calls us to the next level whatever We can't, that we shouldn't, that we don't deserve it. And then we can think of 10 people that will agree. I read something the other day that said on Facebook, there are people that don't like you because other people love you. There will always be 10 people lined up to tell you why you're not good enough for whatever God is calling you to. Besides the devil, he's always there and I will tell myself 10 things and I'll have 10 people to agree with me. You see what I'm saying? But listen, yes, you. Yes, you are worth that next job, that raise, that situation, that ministry, that name it, that position, that, I don't know what God's calling you to. Yes, you. He's calling you. And when all those reasons flood your flood your mind. Yes, he's calling you out of your comfort zone. Yes, he believes you can do it. And there's going to be a million reasons not to even start trying because the last ten times didn't happen. Well, this time, maybe it will. And you will have a thousand reasons not to even take the first step. And like I said, you'll have a thousand people who agree with you. But listen to me. Simple statement. You've heard it probably many times. Broken crayons still color. Give me ten reasons why you don't deserve it. You don't have the confidence. You don't have the skills. You if God's calling you to it, you are the very color he is looking for. It doesn't matter if your crayon is broken. It doesn't matter if the paper is gone. It doesn't matter if you're the last one in the box. You're the very color he is looking for. There's another person in the Bible. Her name is Mary Magdalene. was a woman wrecked with seven demons. As the church, former church, um, we'll say scholars got together, they did a study and they came to the conclusion they didn't know her. This was a long time ago. But they came to the conclusion that her seven demons matched the seven deadly sins. She was possessed by all seven deadly demonic Forces. We'll name them: pride, malice, gluttony, lust, jealousy, laziness, and anger. Except there's two there. Not simply did these demons cause her to do inappropriate behaviors, although she was called a prostitute many times, however, they're not sure that she ever got money for her sexual acts because she was wealthy on her own. So they called, labeled her a prostitute because she was very sexually promiscuous, incredibly inappropriate. But not only that, sometimes she had blindness and deafness and paralysis and symptoms of terrible epilepsy violence, and even claims of supernatural powers that didn't come from heaven. But an encounter with Jesus changed it all. Sometimes we see people like her and we think, goodness gracious. But Jesus saw her and had compassion. As she had an encounter with Jesus, he drove out seven demons from her. And he said, you need to leave your life of sin and you need to follow me. And she did. She left her life of bondage and became a follower of Jesus and provided for him and his ministry financially. She became one of three that specifically were financially supporting his ministry. She out of hundreds of followers is mentioned alongside Jesus in his ministry. You always hear about his disciples. He had hundreds following him. He had his inner circle and she was one of them. But listen, this woman was the very woman in the garden the day Jesus rose from the dead. Mary Magdalene is the one he said woman why are you crying go tell them I'm alive this very woman that has every reason to believe and a thousand people to agree with her that she cannot be used that she's not worthy became the very woman because of an encounter with Christ became the very woman that went and told people that he lives broken crayons still color I don't know where you've been and I don't know your story but I know an encounter with Jesus changes the narrative I know an encounter with Jesus changes the narrative Peter had many moments of relearning Mary had many demons he used them both Peter stuck with it up with it. We have their stories. In the end, the rewards outweighed every battle they encountered. Everything that came to trip them up, the rewards outweighed every single battle. What I love is that you read these stories and here's the deal. Jesus saw Peter's future when he was just a fisherman. Peter was the first disciple invited on the journey with Christ. Jesus saw Peter's future When he was just a fisherman. That nudge you have right now. Is because he sees where he wants to take you. Yes he sees where you are. Who you are. Where you've been. What you've done. What's worked. What hasn't. Yes. But Jesus saw Peter's future. Long before he ever became an evangelist. He saw Peter's future. While he was still a fisherman. That nudge in your spirit. Is because Jesus knows where he wants to take you. He's not confused. He didn't get the wrong number. He knows exactly where you are and what you're doing. He knows where he wants to take you. And Jesus saw Mary's potential freedom even in the midst of her bondage. It's important, church, that you hear that he is not making a mistake by calling your name and calling your number and asking you to step up and step in and step out. He knows exactly who he's talking to because he knows what he has planned for you. Stepping out of your comfort zone won't be a cakewalk. There will be battles. Stepping in faith won't be a cakewalk. There will be battles. But listen, remember Peter. Remember Mary Magdalene. Remember what I said here tonight. Standing in this place watching my children worship alongside Reba and Tina and Julia and Trent and all of you so hold those dark nights worth it. I don't want to relive them, but I stand amongst the reward of sticking with it. There's nothing good about me. I couldn't have done it without the very next paper. He has compassion on you. He wants to lay the very bricks towards your freedom in front of you. All you have to do is Step. I'm going to call the worship team up. We're going to sing this powerful song as we close the service. And as they come up, I'm going to close out here. There will be battles when you step out of your comfort zone. There will be battles when you step out in faith. You will have every force of hell come against you to get you to go back. But listen to me. Every force of heaven is armed and ready to fight your battles. Did you hear that? Every force of heaven is armed and ready to fight your battles. They are sitting on the edge of their seat saying, put me in, coach. Angels of heaven standing outside these doors right now ready for you to step out and mean it. Because they're saying, Alright, Let's do this together. You were never intended to walk this journey alone. Stepping in, stepping up, or stepping out. The battle belongs to the Lord all through his word. He tells us to be still. I got this. Amen? Do you believe him at his word? He doesn't just mean when Moses, I got Moses. He didn't just mean I got Moses. I got Moses and the Israelites. I got this. We'll, we'll, we'll split the seeds for Moses and the Israelites. That's an example of his power that's in waiting for you. shut the mouths of lions for Daniel. And that's it. That's an example of his power for you. He didn't just step into the fire for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's an example of his presence for us. He didn't just reinstate Peter over and over and over. and then let her come along Remember, Jesus saw Peter's future while he was still a fisherman. He saw Mary working the ministry when she was still possessed. Peter had to choose it. Mary had to choose it. He laid every step. style he is asking you to have faith and step into. But I know my God has made seas into highways. He has shut the mountains of lions. He has stepped into the furnace hot enough to burn off the chains. And he has done the same for me. He has sustained me in the darkest nights. He has shown up a certain season where it was really hard not here another time and I remember getting on my knees and I was praying over my Sunday you when know, he was a freshman in college and I didn't know how to pray and I didn't know what to pray and he wasn't in a bad way I just could sense that he wasn't settled and I just remember singing, hold me close let your love surround me bring me near draw me to your side and as i wait i'll rise up like an eagles and i will soar with you your spirit leads me on by the power of your love listen to me i never spoke a word to god I sang every word of my heart, on my knees, with my hands lifted high. You don't have to pray a pretty prayer. You see, the battle belongs to the Lord. He just wants to know that you're giving it to Him. When we step out of our comfort zone, it gets really hard, it gets scary. You don't have to have the answers. You just need to leave the help come in his hands and keep stepping. When we step out in faith, we actually don't know where we're gonna end up sometimes. We just have enough faith. We just have to have enough faith to sometimes get on our knees and throw our hands up. And if you don't know the song and you don't have any words to say, you gotta do this, God. You gotta do this. Because I can't. And he will meet you in that place of humble honesty. But I can tell you this. He is armed and ready to do it. He just needs you to take the first step. What is he calling you to? What is he calling you to rise into? What is he calling you to step out toward? What's the next season he has for you? He's armed, he's ready, and he's on the edge of his seat, waiting for you to take the first step. Let me pray. God, you're so good. And we love you so much. More than ever, I can look back and see how present you were every step along the way, working your perfect will, In our messy lives, (laughs) how faithful you are, oh God. God, we want to be people with eyes on you and the guts to step, knowing that we don't have to have the answers, knowing that we don't have to have all the strength to figure it out, knowing that we don't have to know the route, just eyes on you and guts to take the first step. But God, if you would, in your mercy, in your compassion, Would you lay out the first step for us to take? Would you lay out the next step for us to take? You were calling us out of comfort zones. You were calling us to take bold steps of faith to a new season of life, a new job, a new situation, a new friendship. I don't know. Maybe there's someone here being called to ministry or maybe someone online that's being called to missions. I don't know. In Jesus' name, God, you know. And Father God, I just pray that you would lay out the next step and give us the guts to take it. It doesn't matter how many times we failed before. It matters now that you're calling us forward. We thank you for the example of Peter who had to relearn over and over your faithful generosity and grace. But finally, he got it. And he stuck with it. That helps us to know we can too. We thank you, Father, for all the examples in your word where you do the impossible. It helps us to know that you can do it now too. God, I thank you for this, this message tonight that you put on my heart. I thank you for what you're saying to me in it, God. I pray that I, will too, will have the guts to take the next steps that you have in my life out of my comfort zones, out of this church. This church would, would take the next step from their comfort zones. I don't even know what that means, but God, we thank you that you're calling this church to new heights, that we're growing, that we're reaching families, God. I pray that we would have the faith to keep going. And keep coming, and keep coming. Then we would keep our eyes on you the whole way. Because when you saw this church six years ago, there was no fellowship, but you saw its future. And we stand in it. Lord, we thank you that the battle has always been in your hands, and that you stand armed and ready to get in the game for us. We love you. Help us to take the first step. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, I hope you heard that tonight. Six years ago, this fellowship did not exist. And Jesus started putting it out in our hearts. He saw your future, and we're in it together. Isn't he good? He's good. This song is a rocking song. And so I don't know about you, but when I hear messages like this, I do need to get on my face and surrender. But I'm also kind of ready to, like, stand up and, like, go for it. And I hope you heard my prayer, that he wants to lay out the next step, but you got to have the guts to take it. And so this song, in some ways, is a little bit of a fight song. And it reminds us where the battle belongs. And there's a phrase in there I love where it says, when all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain moved. When I see the cross, you see the empty tomb. Maybe take time tonight to consider how you see yourself is where you are now. But where he sees you is where he wants to take you. Take that first step with God tonight. He's ready to fight your battles. They're going to start the song. They're going to ask us to join in a few minutes.